Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bros in the Berg podcast. My name is Ryan Doyle. I'm joined by my most handsome co-host, Robbie Bergstone, uh, also known as Big Daddy Bergs. Facts. And dollar, dollar, dollar we are, sign. <laughs> we are unfortunately joined by our producer. Um, he told us that Robbie and I cannot do this podcast alone, this that is, we're actually right. liabilities. Well, I mean, right. it's fair. Uh, but anyways, we thank you for joining us, uh, whether you be watching us on YouTube, listening to us on Spotify, or wherever you potentially get your podcast. Today's a little bit of a special episode. Um, we're going to be really hyper-focused in on the NFL. We're going to start with our uh, predictions, potentially for the season. We're going to talk about you know which teams we think are going to overachieve, underachieve, and everything in the middle. And then we're going to go and dive into fantasy, because you know that's what we really all love about the NFL, is fantasy football gambling and all the degeneracy that looks goes into Monday night. Your team needs 10 points. That's what you live for when it comes to do, NFL season. Do we love fantasy football? Like really? Cause it brings me a lot of sadness personally. A lot of pain. And like maybe it's yeah. just because I'm bad at it, which yep. I am. I'm very, I think actually all three of us are actually pretty. That's great. I'm pretty fantasy. bad. Um, but you know, I, I try to debate like when I win, does it bring me more happiness than it does when I lose? And it's really mm. close, mm-hmm. but see, damn, does see, it feel good to win? See, for me, fantasy brings me away from the constant disappointment that my home team is. Yeah, that's a fantasy. that's a good call. But see, but if I have a day where the Panthers lose and my fantasy team loses, like I don't want to speak to anyone the rest of that the happens day. a lot. That's just that a normal a day. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, like anytime my fantasy team loses, the Panthers probably also lost. Like just <laughs> odds wise, there's a good chance. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, big correlation, unfortunately. Please, uh, like. And subscribe. Uh, we're we're hitting that a hundred subscriber mark by the end of August. That is our goal. That's what's going to happen. And we have a big announcement for you guys at the end of the episode as to what that will mean. Um, so as Ryan said, we're going to start off with the NFL and just the actual football. Um, the re- I guess real football, if you will. We're going to go conference by conference. Um, going to list the teams off by conference, and we're ki- we're just going to discuss it. Uh, we're going to predict how we think the conference is going to shape out, and we're going to do this for the entire league. Uh, so, gentlemen, we're going to start with the AFC East. Um, some very interesting teams, obviously, in this division. It goes the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. Connor, would you like the live odds for each of those teams to win the division as we go through? Sure. Um, so this is this is via DraftKings. We got the Bills at plus one twenty, uh, the Jets mm. at plus two seventy, the Dolphins at plus three hundred, and the Patriots at plus eight hundred. Mm. Um, so that's your your handicap going into the season of what people think these teams are going to do. And I think that's a pretty standard list of how they think these teams are going to finish. But so I mean, my first thought about hearing that is the Bills are, I think, perfectly favored. I think mm-hmm. the Patriots are obviously like pretty distant fourth at this time. Um, we had sort of just a really strong division. I think I think the Jets are a bit overvalued, and I think the Dolphins are a little bit undervalued. undervalued. I, I in my mind, I would probably swap those two. And like, I, you got to think agree. about you got to think about where the Jets would be if it wasn't for getting Aaron Rodgers, mm. right? Like, if you if they don't have Aaron Rodgers, they're probably sitting around where the Patriots' odds are. I don't think they're out of the division necessarily, but you're definitely not thinking they're the second favorite to win. And and I just think talent wise, right? Like the Jets have the talent to potentially win this division if if everything mm-hmm. comes together. Brees Hall comes back, Aaron Rodgers plays like the MVP that he was. But also, there are so many question marks. I mean, this team is probably one of the most overhauled teams in the past year. Like it, it, they they could they you know potentially couldn't would not gel together. Mm-hmm. And like really struggle potentially like at the beginning to get their yeah. foot uh, footing. I I think it'll be really interesting to watch. 
I think this is the one division this year that you could theoretically see every team hovering around 500. And like, there's a chance that you could mm. see them all in around eight, nine, nine and eight, like the, at worst. Um, right. I know. I think, I think it's really competitive. I, the Patriots definitely have the worst talent in the division. I don't think that's really much of a debate at this point, but they still happen to have the best coach in the NFL roaming the sidelines. So I think it's a little bit hard to count them out completely. Mm. Yeah. Be- Belichick will find a way to yoink games when he yeah. shouldn't be yoinking games. Robbie, obviously, uh, previously, and you just kind of said it there, but previously you mentioned that you thought the Buffalo Bills wouldn't be as strong this season. Um, where, where do you see their final win total at? Um, I think, I think, I mean, they still win double digit games. I think there's too many good players on that team to not win double digit games. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see it being, you know, I think maybe like 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to be, I'm guessing their over under is at 11 and a half. I'm guessing they'll be right around that number. I think that's a pretty good line. I don't know if that's the line, but I think that it is. I think we discussed that last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think they're going to be sitting right around that line. Very interesting. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you gentlemen. I think that it will, I actually, I do see the Dolphins being pretty decent this year. I think Tua I just continues to get better. Um, but the one thing about the Jets, that I think a lot of people are undervaluing, obviously, because they had so many changes on the offensive side of the ball, is that Jets defense is really good. And yeah, a lot of people, young. I think, are, are kind of, yeah, young between sauce. and But I think um, a lot of people are really undervaluing that aspect, whereas like, that defensive group has mostly stayed together, where while the offense has yes shifted and gained a lot of talent, the defensive group has stayed together. But I also understand the point in, this front office staff and and this coaching staff has never really had this amount of talent. So it's like, do they have the tools necessary to facilitate that talent to like a Super Bowl per se? Well, you say that, but Salah came from the Niners when the Niners were making the Super Bowl and making NFC Championship games. Like he's really <laughs> seen that before. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, for for how bad the Jets have been over the last few years, they've drafted real, really, really well defensively. You yeah. drafted Sauce. You drafted Quinnen Williams. You drafted Jamal Adams. You know, obviously he's no longer with the team, but I mean, those are three really good hits in the first round in terms of defensive talent. So it seems like someone in that front office has an eye for it. I, I really do think the Jets are the biggest like question mark in terms of potential mm-hmm. win to loss swing. Really, which, I really am. which Aaron Rodgers do you get? Do you get yeah. Aaron Rodgers from last year who was a middle of the road quarterback? Or do you get Aaron Rodgers from two years ago that won an MVP? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So let's go person by person. Uh, say what, what we think the division is going to end up is. I think it's going to go. I think it's going to go. Pick, I think we just pick a winner. Just pick oh, a we winner. just pick a winner? Yeah, I, I, Bills. I, Bills. I think, yeah, pretty pretty easy there. I think it's the Bills, but I think we're all on the same page. If you want to take a value pick with the odds, you take the Dolphins. I agree. Yeah, hundred percent agree. It, real quick before before we move on to the next division, mm-hmm. I, I saw a news article today uh, that was talking about the 49ers and how obviously they were like quarterback starved, you know, with all all the injuries that they were gonna that they had. You know who was on the uh, call list to be added to the roster as an emergency if the Niners made the uh, Super Bowl? Philip Rivers Brady? was coming yeah. out of retirement. <laughs> to, to does, he, does he get to bring all Bowl. 10 of his children? Yeah, that, that's he 10 lost. kids. He, oh, he's gosh. about to have his 10th one, so he can now fo- he can now field an entire offense with just himself and his children. <laughs> he's yeah. on the Nick Cannon grind. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as Ryan said, we are going to move on into the next division, uh, in the AFC here. We're going to the AFC North gentlemen to remind you of the teams. It is the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. What are our initial thoughts on that group? Um, just quick odds for you. You got the Bengals mm-hmm. at plus 150, the Ravens at plus 235, the Browns at plus 380 and the Steelers at plus 450. Again, all pretty close together odds wise. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely not counting anyone out of that division either. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think this division personally is the, is the strongest in terms of like top to bottom, like close talent, Mm -hmm. like an injury can swing this division season. I think, um, you know, obviously you have, you have the Bengals that are, that are trying to get back to the AFC championship game. Um, and, and trying to make some Super Bowls happen. Um, Browns, what's Tashad Watson looked really rough. Is he going to finally be able to knock that rust off? Um, they've obviously they have some they have some talent in the backfield, and their offensive line is super strong. Steelers got some young quarterback, young can, running can backs. The offense, young can the receivers. offense put it together? I mean, that's really yeah. what it comes down to. Can the young mm-hmm. offense put all their pieces together? Um, is what it's going to come down to for the Steelers. And the Ravens, they got they got their quarterback under contract. That shit's behind them. Like, did they did they finally give Lamar enough help? I think is the biggest question in this division. Mm-hmm. Do these wide receivers move the needle enough that the Ravens' offense can actually start clicking? No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> in, unless OBJ like it goes entered AB yeah. entered Antonio Brown's like cryo chamber and like it set him back five years, like back when he was like yeah. healthy and good, like I. I don't see it. I don't think OBJ is getting you anywhere at this moment in time. I I personally think over like the last 10 to 15 years that this is the most fun division in football. And that's saying something because the Bengals and Browns have kind of sucked. But like, like <laughs> hey, the disrespecting the Andy Dalton and AJ Green, uh, AJ Green goals like that. Fun. I am. I, I look like AJ Green. I mean, Andy, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. <laughs> Huh? I don't think you, know, you look like AJ Green. I, I never put that together, but yeah, damn, you do yeah, look like AJ yeah. Green. That's fucking Adam, crazy. Anyways, I was like Adam Jones last week after he got his name wrong the first time. <laughs> Second time. Or, really, like, Ryan's really bad, really bad with A names. If we just throw a bunch of A names at Ryan, he's going to get really confused. Yeah. Just, just take my mic away. Who gave me a platform? <laughs> That's what all the TikTok comments say, too. So. <laughs> Um, in terms of of this division, I actually th- this might be a bit of a hot take, um, but I'm I think obviously we're very much all on the side of we don't think that the Ravens have given Lamar enough help uh, outside of you know Mark Andrews, but he's been there forever. Um, I actually think that this division will end up with the Bengals out top. I think the Browns are going to get second place. I think the Browns get into that second place, as Ryan said. Um, obviously, Deshaun needs to knock the rust off, and I think he will. I think he's gotten comfortable in this offseason. This is by far the best quarterback they've had. E- even like his rusty self is the best quarterback they've had in six years, I'd probably argue, at least. Um, so I-, I really think that the Browns are probably going to end being second. I do think the Steelers are going to be at the bottom, but there's a lot of talent on that Steelers team between Pickens and Najee and, and Pickett. Um, so it'll be, I, I agreed. I think this will be a fun division. I think this will be a really interesting division. And, and the Steelers have never finished under 500 with Mike Tomlin as head coach. That's right? crazy. Uh, yeah, like, that's the Steelers crazy. do have, he, in terms of like the worst, the worst odds in every division, the Steelers have the best odds of all the teams. Yeah. The worst. Actually, nope, take that back. There's one later. Can't read. But they're, they're right there with them. It's really close together. Yeah. Um, so. I I probably agree with that order. I think I think the Browns have a better shot at winning this division than most people are giving them. Mm. I don't think it's completely unreasonable that they could win this division, but I think beating the Bengals is a pretty tough ask. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm assuming we're all we're all saying that the Bengals are going to probably rule this division by the end of the year. Yep. Ryan Ryan has to. He's actually contractually <laughs> obligated to say that now. This is true. Yeah. I, th- I think I think the Bengals. It's probably just. Maybe two games. I mean, it's. I think it's still going to be close. I think you're coming yeah. down to week sixteen, seventeen. Like, 
a team could still have a shot in second place. There, yeah, there could be an Ohio showdown at the very end of the, of the season. That would be Ooh. interesting. Uh, we are going to move on to the next division in the AFC with the AFC South uh, between the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Tennessee Titans. I hate this division. Yeah, we, got, so we, got, we have our first minus sign for winning the division. We got the Jags at minus 155, uh, the yeah. Titans at plus 350, Colts at plus 600, and the Texans at plus 800. Mm. Um, yeah, this division is bad. They're in, it's, they're in the NFL. It's bad. <laughs> they're it's booty really cheeks. Bad, right? <laughs> and it's yeah. it's somewhat surprising to me that the Titans are still as high as they are. Mm. Um, again, I was like two years ago, obviously, you had the best record in the AFC in the regular season, won the bye, Nuts. got the number one seed. I don't know. I don't know how that happens. Still, I, I, like it just. They're like no defense. no quarterback on that roster gives me any faith in them winning more than like six games. No, I don't know how Tannehill did it that one year. I mean, I think Derrick Henry just won. Derrick Henry, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like, well, the defense was really good. Their defense was good that year. I remember that. Right, but then you got Malik Willis. You got um, Will Levis, quarterback from Kentucky. Will Levis. Apparently, he's listed behind Malik Willis on the, and that is not a good sign if you because Malik Willis like, was they're, bad they're last year. You know, it's one of those things that you always see a quarterback fall, and you're like, how did that quarterback fall so far? He's supposed to be drafted really highly. And, like, almost every time that happens, they end up being bad. And it's like, <laughs> okay, someone saw something, and then all the yeah. other NFL teams saw it too. And, like, I just have no faith in them. And yeah. Derrick Henry's great, and he's probably going to be really, really good this year. But I don't think that you can win enough games in days in NFL just pounding the rock with Derrick Henry. And I don't think the defense I, is where it was two years ago. At his no. age and some of the injuries he's had, he, I think – he still might be the best player in this division. Well, you think Trevor Lawrence is going to be the goat? It's, it's so. either him or Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, also, we're kind of dismissing Jonathan Taylor too. Um, yeah, I think I was we're forgetting about how yeah. good he was coming off of. I mean, he was injured last year, I but yeah, um, I, I would still take Derrick Henry over Jonathan Taylor, despite the age difference. Yep. Um, in terms of this upcoming year, let's put it that way. Yep. He's just been so good for so long. Um, yeah. Well, I think there are obviously some some interesting points here. Um, C.J. Stroud, obviously, going to be with the Houston Texans. So you got a rookie quarterback situation. So obviously, two there are other backs. Yeah, no, two rookie quarterbacks. Um, Anthony Richardson, also of the Colts. Um, that, so a lot of teams that are most likely going to be, unless one of these rookie quarterbacks like steps out, is going to be just pounding the rock. Except for the yes. only team in this in this division that is not going to be running the ball like crazy is the Jaguars. And they I, and they have some talented running backs too. Like ETN is, I think, a very underrated running back. Damian Pierce had a great year last year for the Texans. Yep. They brought in uh, a couple other running backs to kind of help out that backfield too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of. There was no one to throw to. There was no one we, able to throw the ball. There, there's an AFC South game on Thursday Night Football this year, right? There's like a oh, Jacks Colts game or something. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be a nine to six shootout. I mean, there's going to be one. There's going to be a game in this division where two both teams score under ten points. It says we're actually on the AFC South. The first one of the first preseason games was tonight. It was actually the Texans versus the Patriots. Texans won. There you go. I I here's here's my hot take for this division. I think that the Titans finished third. I think one of the two rookie quarterbacks actually has a decent year, rookie season, and finishes second. I would actually, mm. as much as I hate the rest of their team, I think CJ Stroud's going to be better than Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I think there I is enough talent on that offense. I could see them passing the Titans for in, for second division. No, I don't think anyone's beating the Jacks, but there's I also, could actually see that yeah. happening. There's also a few receivers that are. I mean, Nico Collins. I think a lot of people expect him to take a step up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think who was he? There was another receiver too. I'm, they, I'm forgetting. They drafted receiver Tank Dell. Yeah, Tank Dell was apparently looked really really good in camp. 
He had a good game tonight too. Five catches, seventy yards, and a tutty. There you go. That's a, that's a CJ. CJ. CJ He's Stroud. My third played. round pick in our dynasty draft. He's gonna be my third round pick, and now now the now the words out, fellas. Fuck. CJ Stroud played a um, a possession. He uh, went two for four with a pick and a fifteen yard sack. So good start. Yeah, excellent. Good, good, good prediction, good. Robbie. Good for him. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony Richards is not going to do the exact same in his first preseason. Yeah, yeah no, hundred percent. As Robbie said, though, I, I don't think it's any question that we think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win. I, I mean, uh, their offense is so much talent between Lawrence and as Ryan said, ETM, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, um, Evan Ingram. Like that talent is stacked. With, or excuse me, that offense is stacked with talent. And then they have the other Josh Allen on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, just some really good defensive players as well. Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't think. It, I think this might be the biggest runaway division because I don't. I don't agree. know if any other team gets over 500 other yep. than the Jags. Uh, yeah, it might be close. That's actually a good, that's a good question. Uh, so we are going to move on from that division, uh, obviously one of the worst divisions in the NFL. We're going to move to the last division of the AFC, the division that everyone thought last year was going to be the by far the best division in football and did not end up that way. We have the Denver Broncos the Kansas City Chiefs, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Los Angeles Chargers. And I don't know if this is if this uh, division is a question of who will win. It's a question of will the Raiders have more than two wins this season? Yeah. Mm. So we got we got the Chiefs <laughs> at minus 165. Um, they do have the best odds to win the division um, out of any division leader. Mm. We have the Chargers at plus 340, the Broncos at plus 550, and the Raiders at plus twelve hundred. Oh god! Yeah, the Raiders do not have the worst odds to win the division, though. That belongs to the NFC South, correct? West, West. Excuse me. We'll get to that. Yeah, we will get there. Um, no. Yeah. I, so the Chiefs win the division, unless boring. Unless Mahomes, Mahomes and Kelsey right. both get out. Yeah, that's that's about it. I, I think if they lost Mahomes, I think they'd probably not win the division. Well, it, is, depends is on there, it depends on how early is they there, lost Is there a backup? Uh, I was just about to look. Is that still – I um, saw it earlier. Any? Yeah, I think it's no, still it's, it's someone – I thought it was someone like decent now. No, never mind. That was someone else. They, they wouldn't be paying a decent – For backup. some reason in my mind, like Chase Daniel is <laughs> still there, which I don't Blaine think – Blaine Gabbert. Yo – A-E-O? I, mean, I mean, he's kind of like a poor man's Mahomes. My poor man, I mean, like someone who has zero dollars to their name. But like, Bro. they kind of play similar. Yeah. Um. So yeah, obviously, a to gunslinger, us, if you will. I don't. I don't see how this division finishes anything other than chalk. Like, I it. They're just. They're just at such different tiers. Here's the, the, I mean, for the division. For, for, for me, hold on. But for me, it's like, can the Chargers actually take that next step? Like, we've been waiting for them and waiting for them to actually challenge the, the Chiefs here, and it just hasn't happened. And that, that was going to be my take. I actually think the Chargers push this division to be a fight till the end. I think they stay in it until week 17 or 18. Um, I think I think they can keep it close. I think they do take that next step. I mean, Herbert has to. It's his time mm. to, to do something, um, and I right. do think they take that next step. As I mean, I think a lot of the question is, you know, as much as we joke about it, not necessarily is Russ going to cook. I think it's more so like what what does a Broncos team with Sean Payton and the helm 
look like? Does that make a massive difference? I mean, does it make on the offensive side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball? Um, so I, I honestly do think that the Broncos will be better this year, but I, yes. I'm also of the opinion that I think the Chargers will take a step up. So the Chargers and like they'll go up together, but like the yeah. Broncos, I don't think will overtake the Chargers. I, th- I think the bigger difference for the Broncos isn't getting Sean Payton; it's no longer having Nathaniel Hackett as your head coach. <laughs> yes, right? that and is I, a, a fair point. You saw how much better they got once they fired him mid-year last year. Like they instantly mm-hmm. like started playing. I mean, they they were playing awful. This is not saying a lot, but like they instantly took a step up. Yeah. Like, okay, that, that's a that's a big difference. I'm I'm interested to see how like Javante Williams comes back. He's been kind of handcuffed by like sharing touches with Melvin Gordon. Then he now they have Samaje P. Ryan. Samaje P. Ryan is not even as decent as what Melvin Gordon was. No, he's better than washed up Melvin Gordon has been the last couple of years. At least he'll be better about not fumbling. Uh, well, that's why I was so shocked. Is like, why is Javante getting touches vultured by a dude who physically cannot hold on to the ball? It didn't make any sense. Then he tore his ACL. So, I mean, Anyways. P. Ryan's going to play a very similar role to what he played to Mixon in Cincinnati. He's going to be like a third down back. He's going to come in when he needs someone to catch the ball out of the backfield yep. and try to take some touches away from Javante as he gets healthier and as he gets back up to full speed. That's going to be mm-hmm. his role. Absolutely. Uh, great take there, Robbie. I, you know, great analysis. Great Thank insight. We're going to move into the National Football Conference, the NFC. We're going to start Woo! out with the beloved nfc east uh what was formerly by far the worst team in professional sports has um taken quite a massive leap in the past two to three years um the nfc east consists of the dallas cowboys the new york giants the philadelphia eagles and the washington commanders um what are those odds eagles Eagles at minus 135 which i'm shocked by Mm. um i would not have the eagles in minus odds uh cowboys at plus 190 giants at plus 850 and the commanders at plus 1600 so that right there is, I think, the best value bet in football. The Giants? the Giants at minus 850, I think, is insulting to put them that far in, below the Cowboys. We've yeah. already, I've already said this. My hot take for this year is that the Giants win this division, and I really think they do. I think they have enough talent now on offense to get something done, assuming we get the same uh, – I just completely lost a name. <laughs> Saquon, Saquon Barkley. There it is. There it is. I had I had Samaje. I had I had Samaje P Ryan on the brain, and the S is really. I'm like, it's not. That's not it. Samaje P living rent free in Robbie's head. Clickbait? Question mark? Um, Exclamation mark? Yeah, I mean, if Saquon plays like he did last year, if Daniel Jones keeps getting better, like I do think they can win this division. And like the Eagles played really well last year, but I do think no teams will start to figure out that offense, and they lost both coordinators as well. Um, I think there is a big opportunity there for a step back from the Eagles. And then the Cowboys are, are there. They're present in the division. Dude, I don't have any reasoning for this, but I have a gut feeling that the Cowboys are going to have a losing record this year. I don't and think I don't they'll have a losing why. record. There's too much talent on that defense, especially to keep them in games, even when Dak yeah. makes fucking bonehead mistakes. <laughs> at, at what point do you move on from Dak Prescott? Because like you, but the issue is he's good enough for you. It's like you're not going to take a yeah. gamble on somebody in the draft. But, but I would put him in the Kirk Cousins tier of he's good, yeah. but he's not good enough to go win you a Super Bowl. That's where I, I would put Dak Prescott. I think if Trent Dilfer can win a Super Bowl, Dak Prescott. Can. We're talking about one guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I just I I just don't, <laughs> I just don't think he can get it done. I don't. And like no, Dilfer is a different argument because like we already talked about this in days NFL, you got to be able to throw the ball. Like that's where mm-hmm. that's where you win game. I mean, you win it on defense. I think a good defense usually trumps a good offense. But you know, you gotta be able to throw the ball. And like, I don't know if Dak does enough now, especially now. I think he's 
gotten worse as a passer in my mind. Maybe and, that's just recency and, bias. And we know like Jerry is such a homer. Like he rides, he rides or dies his dudes. Um, like he hung on to Romo maybe a little too long, like too long than he should have. Like he's going to do the same with Dak. Um, but the issue is Dak like has flashes where he sure. on on certain weekends he's a top five quarterback for sure. And Kirk then Cousins. there's other, yeah. <laughs> Kirk, I mean, Cousins, Kirk Cousins right. is not playing at 7:20 p.m. on a Sunday night. In my opinion, I I think it'll end. Up, I don't agree with the Giants take. I think the Eagles will take this. I mean, I just don't see where they lost anything, um, really. So I, I really and that team had so much talent, both on the offensive and the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I, 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 I they lost I, a good amount off their defense. And they drafted awesome. really well on their defense too. They they yeah. plugged a lot of holes that they're worried about. But I, Connor, I do think you have to you have to when you win a Super Bowl or like you go to a Super Bowl, like losing coordinators for the next year is is a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't There's think also you can a under, pretty good trend. That. Like when you lose the Super Bowl, you actually almost always get worse. Um. Mm. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're so, they're going to be at the same level of performance. I just do think that they will win the division again. So out of 56 Super Bowl runner-ups, um, only 39 of them have made the playoffs next year. So obviously over 50%, but you'd still think, no, they're the second best team the year before. You'd expect a lot more of them to come back and yeah. make the playoffs the next year. Um, so I point. think it is a real thing, especially like Brian said, losing two coordinators is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, Ryan, who do you think is going to finish on top of this division? It's going to be the Eagles. Um, I think the Eagles probably take it by two games, and then you have the Cowboys and Giants fighting for NFC uh, wild card spots, mm-hmm. probably around ten and seven. And then I think the you see the Commanders, and it's like a yeah, we haven't talked about 10. the Commanders at all. It's the com- the Commanders how? are like a deep and distant fourth. Um, I think they'll probably finish like seven and ten, maybe six and eleven. They mm. they just are missing a lot of pieces. The defense is still pretty good. That defensive front is, especially with Chase Young coming back, is. Maybe the Bar best none, defensive like, line in the yeah, in the NFL, like actually top three for sure. Like they're in a very impressive defensive line. Mm-hmm. But that's that's kind of where the buck stops right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can win a lot of games sacking the quarterback. If you can get you pressure can. on the quarterback, you can cover up a lot of issues you have in the secondary. Hundred percent. They they will concuss one or two quarterbacks this year. Don't say that. <laughs> they will. They will. Um, we're going to move on. If they play on. Jimmy G, that's a lock. They're going to knock Jimmy G out of the game if they play Jimmy G. I don't know if that's a game, but I would lock that in. We're going to move on to the next NFC division. We're going into the NFC North to remind you of the teams that are in that division. It's the Chicago Bears. It's the Detroit Lions. It's the Green Bay Packers. And it's the Minnesota Vikings. Skull. Skull. Uh, for our odds, uh, we... Uh, this, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't actually look real. Uh, we have the Detroit Lions favored to win the division at plus 140. A, yeah. The Minnesota Vikings at plus 275. The Chicago Bears at plus 400. And the Packers at plus 400. It's Having the Lions favored to win the division is absolute bait, and it's not going to happen. I was about to say, the, the fact that they're favored makes me think they're not going to win the division because yep. Detroit can't have nice things. That's not... They are a long-suffering franchise, and I have nothing but respect for Detroit Lions fans. I think they're great people. Their team has sucked for years. They're not They're not winning the division. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. It's, it's going to be the Vikings. I'm just yep. interested to... Like, where that is coming from, why they're such, and I understand that people think golf's going to be decent. And obviously Amon Ross St. Brown took a big step up. Uh, they drafted Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I don't entirely know about their, their defensive front, but I just, I haven't heard enough big signings free agency wise or coordinator wise of guys that they're bringing in to really shift the needle that much off of the Vikings. 
So their running attack is definitely going to be one of the best in football um, with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm obviously not as high on Goff. I think he did enough to like be a decent quarterback. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl. But uh, no, I, I agree completely. I, I think the, I don't think the needle has shifted nearly enough to take that much off the Vikings. I mean, I know they don't have Thielen, but they gained Hawkinson. Justin Jefferson, I think, is going to be easily the best receiver uh, in all football. Like you said, Kirk Cousins is a is a good quarterback i mean i think he's a good quarterback i think you guys think he's serviceable um Agreed. but i mean i i don't see any reason that that they should have moved off the vikings that much especially they have daniel um daniel hunter like i don't get it i, I don't get those odds i think i don't think the lines are going to be bad by any means this is probably the best lions team that there's going to be you know in, in the past like a decade or so along those lines um but i mean well, I, the I Lions. well here's here's a question we do so we don't think the Lions are going to win the division can they make the wild card and can they get their first playoff win in how long? I, I think yeah. they have a potential to fight for the bottom wild card spot. And I think yeah. one of the reasons why their line is so high is because they ended the year so well. Yes. Um the last they, Lions they, playoff win, by the way, was in nineteen ninety one. Wow. Thirty two years of suffering. Yeah. So so the Lions finished the season on an eight and two run. Like right. beating teams like Green Bay, Chicago, New York. They lost to Buffalo on a nail biter, and they lost yeah. at Carolina, which is kind of a weird loss for them. Mm. Um, they got they actually got <laughs> they got shit on that game because they decided to just not tackle any of the Panthers' running backs. I remember that right. game. It was it was I mean, great. I, we got to see Deontay Foreman just go off, which you know they they hung forty on Jacksonville. They hung forty on Chicago. I mean, like I, I think people are just going to think they're going to maintain. That pace, they were they finished the season at nine and eight. Like, I have them pegged definitely for a number two spot. I think they're better than the Bears. I think anyone mm-hmm. who tells you the Bears are taking that big of a step forward is smoking crack. Yeah. So, yeah, I, everyone wants to talk about the Bears and like you know, oh, they have DJ Moore now. Passing backs can be better. It's like it doesn't really matter if Justin Fields still can't get them the ball. He's a great <laughs> running quarterback. It's just can he can he keep working on his passing game? Because I think it got better last year. I think he took a step forward, but like. Is he to the point now where he can demand enough attention downfield to keep it away from him when he's trying to run the ball? And I don't know if he's still not. I don't think he's quite there yet. Do you, nope. Do you guys think that Detroit Lions fans and New York Knicks fans have a support group? They need one. They yeah, need I know. Um, the, the Browns, the Browns and Lions kind of have a support group going <laughs> together. They're both you know, yeah. both on Lake Erie there, so Lake That's Erie true. Bros holding together. Um, so obviously we've talked a lot about how, or I mean, you, Ryan specifically talked about how bad he thinks the Packers are going to be, um, this yes. year. Uh, they, but like, that's not to discount some of the offensive talent that they do have between, um, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't think any of us have faith really in Jordan Love as, as a quarterback. Um, we haven't really seen anything that would prove otherwise. Pa- Packers never finished bottom five in the NFL this year. Jordan and Love I don't, never... and I don't think that's a hot take. He's never played up this competition. Like he does, like you know. I think Utah State, right? Am I thinking about that? Right? Is that where he came from? I don't know. I don't know. Don't I know. think so. And you know, it's a similar thing. You know, people said the same thing about Josh Allen, and he came from Wyoming. But, like Josh Allen has some intangible physical attributes that not many other quarterbacks have, and I don't think Jordan Love has that. And I think mm-hmm. that's the difference. Is you know, you can kind of overcome that um, difference in talent, or overcome that difference in like people that you've played if you have that talent. But I just don't think he has it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that we're in agree in agreement that the Minnesota Vikings are going to walk away uh, with this division. Pro- probably not by a landslide, by any means. Like we said, I, I think we all believe that the Lions probably fit in in a wild card spot. Um, but yeah, I think the Vikings are walking away with it. 
we're going to move on to the next division, Robbie's beloved NFC South. We have talk the- about a dumpster fire. It's going to be a fun division. It we is have- going to be a fun division, but I don't think fun division. I don't think a team here wins more than ten games. Disagree. Uh, we uh, more than eh. we have the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <clears throat> yep. So we got the Saints at plus one twenty, the Falcons at plus two fifteen, the Carolina Panthers at plus four hundred, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus eight hundred, which is way too fucking high. The Buccaneers are not winning this division. Nope. There's just no, there's just no way. It's going to be Baker and Kyle getting pulled for each other every other game. There was a report yesterday that I can't remember who reported it, but it was talking about the Bucks published their official depth chart, and it said it, it, this guy has been in sports media for forty plus years. It said it was the first time in history that he saw on a depth chart where the quarterback position was listed. It said it literally said Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. There was not a star. There was not a starter designated. It, that's how crappy the they're the just not going to be good. And like the defense really took a step back last year already. Um, I think they're you know, yeah. getting a little bit older on the defensive side of the ball. I, they're not going to be a good team this year. Another no. bottom five team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that one I'm, I'm more comfortable in. in agreeing I, I don't. I don't get. I mean, I get why the Saints are at the top, but I just don't think the Saints are head and shoulders better than either the Falcons or the Panthers. I think they're all going to be really close together and all around 500. I mean, I, I, I think that's reflected in the odds, right? It was like what 150 for the Saints and like 220 or whatever. 15, 400. So. I mean, that's that. definitely that's definitely not head and shoulders, right? That's, no, that's for favored, sure. but but like not by a ton. Um, I think it really comes down to like, does Bryce like really show out? Yes. Right? Does he start enabling that that Panthers offense? Because you know he's a big step up from what to, what the Panthers had at the and at the helm the last Panthers year. Panthers defense is good. Like the Panthers defense yeah. is good enough to win this some games. So can the offense finally keep up a little bit? Will be the big question. They obviously added some other talent around him. Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark has apparently looked really good in camp, which I never thought I would say, Chark, but he's apparently yeah. had some really good time in camp. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest question in this division. Well, actually, I think there's two. How does Bryce Young play? And is Desmond Ritter serviceable enough to get the Falcons where they need to be? Yes. I don't think so. I think he is. Based on what? Well, I don't think we saw enough last year. I don't think. I mean, he's a he was a rookie last year. Like these guys need to be, be developed, and I don't know if Mariota is really the proper guy to develop him under. Granted, um, but but I think that these coaches will definitely have. He, he's been working. I, I would assume he would work with more guys in the off season. Uh, probably expanded like who he was working with. Uh, I, I think that I don't think Ritter was bad last year. I just don't. Think I just he was don't. Good. I don't have a lot of faith in the Falcons defense outside of AJ Terrell, Clay's Campbell. There's kind of old. But- I think they're very. I think they're okay around the board, but I don't think their defense has any really other, you know, great players on it. Right. I I I just think their offense is going to be crazy. And, and like uh, I will completely come forward and say it. I think Bijan Robinson is going to the, be the best running back prospect in twenty years. I think Bijan is going to disappoint so many people. I know because it's I so the bar is so high. Agreed. Everyone expects Agreed. him to come in and be like a top five running back this year, which I just don't see happening. We we uh, we had him on our graphics, so uh, that's incorrect. In fantasy, in fantasy, fantasy. <laughs> yeah, because he's gonna, he's going to be a bell cow, right? Like, yeah, it's true. They he, they are going to have to use him to open up Ritter. And I, to Ritter's credit, from what I remember, he takes care of the ball. I don't think he's going to make a lot of mistakes. That's going to no. potentially cost Atlanta games. I just don't know if he's got the explosiveness or like just the top end ability at this point in his career to like go out and win games, like take um, games I do. over. This means absolutely nothing, but I did see that Bijan is behind uh, Tyler Algier in the depth chart right now. 
Hell yeah. It means absolutely nothing because Brees Hall is the exact same way going into camp last year. But yeah, it's does be, does, does Ritter or Atlanta get Kyle Pitts involved again? Yes, I, I think that would, that would require Arthur Smith to have half of a brain, which he doesn't have. So, so and, and, and the thing is, Pitts is not a really good blocking tight end. And I think that's probably the, one of the number one things that Atlanta's going to try to do to develop him to get him in more play calling packages. But he was yeah. only on the field for like 39 or 40% of snaps last year. The crazy thing is how many of those snaps is he just wide open and like waving his hands up and down? I'm like, look at how fucking open I am. Like, I'm just here by myself and you're not throwing me the ball. Let me uh, let me read out to you real quick. I'm going to read out to you some of, some of the Desmond Ritter stats from last year, just to kind of put it in perspective. So Desmond Ritter, he uh, played four games. He only played four games. So he threw those four games only through 115 times. Um, his completion percentage was 64%, which is rel- relatively high for a rookie quarterback, and especially with what the Falcons were last year. He threw seven, 708 yards, 6.2 average, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. So as Ryan said, takes care of the ball um but it's i I think he's over four games no that's what i'm saying his at game manager dink and dunk type shit yeah (laughs) that's what you can say is no completion percentage is 64 percent, but how many times he throw the ball more than five yards down the field yeah no i I agree yeah i bet i bet you he had like three attempts down i bet i bet bet his his depth of attempt is probably like last in the league but also keep in mind like where the Falcons were last year, they put him in in those last four games because they knew that they weren't going to do anything. So they were just trying to get him reps on the field. It's not like they but wanted to go but that's, to win that's when you. But that's when you start going out and you just like open up the playbook a little bit. I'm like, all right, let's see what this guy can do. Like, it doesn't matter if he's throwing picks or whatever. Let's see what he can figure out. And they didn't even feel comfortable enough to do that in a time where the games literally don't matter. Correct. Cordell Patterson was pretty good last year. <laughs> I, listen, I love CPAT. CPAT's the man, but like, he's getting a little old. No, hundred uh, percent. I don't know. I I, just, I really do think that this Falcons team. I, I and I said it before. This is one of my hot takes for the season. I think that they win ten games. I I think that they win this division. I, I do. I, 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 clip it back whenever whenever we Listen, whenever Robbie I, brings it up again. But I think I think nine games will win you this division. I think that's pretty. pretty I don't think sad. you're wrong. Yeah, Desmond Ritter's average completion like distance was uh, six yards. I'm shocked it was that far. <laughs> <laughs> like six and a half so you know um but ryan so do you obviously it looks like robbie thinks the panthers are going to win i think the falcons ryan where do you I, think only because of the <sighs> game, but yes i don't know man it's a it's a crapshoot of a division besides the bucks yeah the bucks yeah <laughs> i mean yeah we haven't touched we haven't touched much on the saints uh obviously if they added um Good look. Kareem Hunt, that that um, running back combination is crazy between him and and Kamara and and the the rookie. Um, but I mean, I, again, with the whole you know the quarterback situation, it's like Derek Carr is fine, but it's like uh, I don't know if he gets you you know nine ten wins. I don't know. It kind of depends. Michael Thomas, what do you think of Michael Thomas? Is he going to do anything? He's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. <laughs> the man apparently has the pain tolerance of like a two year old like. Maybe like yeah. I, I don't get it. Like it's it's insane. He's a little bitch. Um. So when does Derek Carr get hurt and Jabu comes back in to save the same season? Dude, we were smoking the copium for Davis Winston last year. It was crazy <laughs> because Michael Thomas once again fooled us. I thought he was coming back and actually going to play well. Also, Jameson should have been put back in after he got hurt. Like they kept him out after he got hurt, which was dumb because he was way better than fucking Andy Dalton. 
Yeah, Dude, that is my, one of my favorite images of last year is that image of like Andy Dalton throws a pick six to the Cardinals and you can see the guy like diving into the end zone. You just see like Andy Dalton's yeah. sad face walk into the shot as this guy's like doing like a front flip into the end zone off the second, <laughs> the second straight pick six they yeah. threw in back-to-back passes. I remember that. That was against the image. The Cardinals, was wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was the Cardinals. Yeah. It's it's tough Jimmy, Gra- Jimmy Graham back on the Saints? They run it back? He is. It goes kind of hard. Yeah. We have another guy. He's really bad, though. So yeah. on this, I'm looking at the Saints roster right now. They have seven tight ends. Holy God. <laughs> seven oh, the, who is the dude that um, right. is like the Swiss Army Knife dude? Um, He did. He played quarterback. And running, yeah, Taysom Hill. I was trying oh, to I'm he's always on there. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about him. They have three centers and seven tight ends. Heavens. Respect. Um, we are going to move. Juwan into- Johnson. That's what that's what I was thinking of. Mm. Just make a move- different. I'm going to pick the Saints. So all three of us have different different uh, predictions for this. It's going to be the fucking Bucks now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you're making, uh, remember, please gamble responsibly and don't listen to us. Uh, we're going to move into the last division of the NFL with the NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals, the Los Angeles Rams, <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers, and the Seattle Seahawks. I, I, other than obviously the the uh, 49ers, I don't feel great about this division either. Yeah. So we got the Niners at minus 160, the Seahawks at plus 195, and then a just absolute cavern down to the Rams at plus 1,000, and the Cardinals wow. at plus 2,500. Worst odds to win the division of any team in the NFL. The Rams are a little low, but I also I, I don't agree. see anybody except for the Niners winning this division. And and that's with the Niners not knowing who the fuck they're going to put at quarterback. I guess yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey matter? will just like go back there and run it. So will Debo. So it's like Debo. you have. I don't think it matters. Elijah Mitchell's still there, isn't he? He is. Yeah. So I mean, you got three super. Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. It's like like a, it doesn't stack. matter. The offense. O- is offense is nuts. Defense, defense is serviceable with Bosa. Like that. The the team will be fine. Is um, Warner still there? He's got. Kind of, I know he's a little older, but Fred Warner. Yes. Yeah, uh, I think he is. I mean, older, he, pe- yeah. people sleep on him. How good? How good and integral to that uh, team he was last year? Because remember that Niners defense was ranked second in the league last year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah. So I completely agree. I think the Niners will. In my opinion, I think this might be the most like runaway division, which is crazy because the Rams were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Which is yeah. like absolutely nuts. I mean, they but they, the Rams went all in to win that Super Bowl, and they knew yes. that, and they got it, and that's what mattered. Is like they mm-hmm. traded away so much to get the players they needed to win that Super Bowl, and they won it. But mm-hmm. now they're paying the paying the pipe yep. for that one. Yeah. Um. So I, I, don't, I don't think the odds are high enough on the Niners. I think Niners are probably the best odds to like guarantee your potentially yeah. guarantee your money out of Agreed. anybody to win the division. Agreed. Yeah, they're only behind the Chiefs in terms of odds. I think I take the Niners like as a more too. of a sure thing, which is crazy. Too. Um, but I mean, one of the the biggest talking points I think from this is people are really interested to see how Geno Smith responds because obviously he had an amazing year, career career year last year. Um, people want to see if he can follow that up this year. I mean, what do you guys? And think they added more year? talent on offense too. They added Jackson yeah. Smith and Jigba. They added um, running back to uh, Charbonnet from yeah. UCLA to go with Kenneth Walker. Like they they got some dudes. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker's a stud. I think yeah. Kenneth yeah. Walker is super good. Um, still, still have Metcalf and Lockett, yeah. Yep. I I think Gino takes a step back. I do too. personally. Just just because we we have a much larger sample size of what he had been able to do before that last year. In, in his defense, he was on the Jets. 
<laughs> right. In in the in the defense, right? I don't I don't know. I, I just think he, he does take a step back. I don't have a whole lot to like base my thoughts off of. Took just, a little bit of a step back in the second half of the year, too, because he came out hot and he was playing really well, and then he kind of took a step back in the second half of the year. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people are gonna look at as like, okay, you know, maybe he just had a good run and now we're kind of back to, you know, average Geno Smith. And I, I agree with you, Ryan. I think he's gonna take a step back. Yeah, yep. I don't think I don't think it'll be huge. No. I, I don't think he. I don't think he, I think he will be a middle of the road quarterback. I don't. I, think I he's still think like he'll be a, top, a ton of games. Top fifteen quarterback in the NFL. Like I think he'll be an above average quarterback. I, I think he's got too many weapons to not be. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So obviously Ryan thinks that the the Cardinals are going to be awful, and and the the sports books do reflect that the Cardinals have the worst over under in the entire NFL. Um, but I'm not sure. It's it's like in my head it's a question of do the Rams get back on track at all like and I so I feel like they're gonna be down I feel like they also that, might be down there that plus one thousand is crazy to see the Rams that well yeah hundred um, percent I think I think the expect, expectation to Stafford is still just getting older I mean he's not he's not gonna yeah. really take a step forward um but yeah I guess we'll see um I'm going to I think obviously we're all in agreement in the Niners um but I I also I have to agree with Ryan I think the Cardinals are also going to end up being in last place in this division. Yep. Um yes, so sir. that that is <clears throat> it in terms of uh all the divisions. Gentlemen, we have to make our Super Bowl predictions and we have to do it right now. Okay. So who is going to the Super Bowl? Let's go through the AFC. Um Robbie, I'm going to come to you first for the AFC team that you think is going to make the Super Bowl this year. It's a hot take. Oh. The Kansas City Chiefs. Ah. <laughs> I just <laughs> physically Jesus. lukewarm. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I mean, I guess like I don't think that Josh Allen can beat Mahomes in a playoff until I see him do it. He hasn't proven he can do it yet. Joe Burrow's done it once, but it's a really close game. I mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is just that dude. I really think he's just that guy, and I don't I don't see anyone getting the best of him. Ryan, coming to you. Um this is tough. It's really difficult. There are there are three teams that you're allowed to pick without it being kind of like stupid to pick. I, I mean, if you wanted to get crazy, I think you could take the Chargers. If you wanted to get real weird, but yeah, yeah I would agree with you. It's hmm. either the Bengals, the Bills, or the Chiefs, or, or who you're picking. Mm-hmm. Chiefs just make the most sense, but that's not who I'm going with today. Oh. Going with your heart? We're going? No, I'm going with the Bills. He's going with it, the it is, it, out. it is time for the Bills to get back to the Super Bowl and lose. It's been too long. Yeah. They got to go back and lose. They got to yeah. give some hope to their fans that watch them lose four straight. We got to mm. get back to they got to get back to form. Yeah. Um Unfortunately, I will not be completing the trio of the teams that are quote unquote acceptable in the AFC Chiefs. I'm going to go with Robbie here. I think the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, not to say that I don't think there won't be some incredible AFC playoff battles between teams like the Bengals and, and the Bills. Uh, but I, as Robbie said, Patrick Holmes is that guy, that dude. He's had so much experience in terms of the playoffs and Super Bowls and all that. Um, and in terms of their talent and stuff, I don't think they've lost enough to really make up that delta between the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, and yeah, Josh Allen doesn't t- doesn't typically perform as well as Mahomes does in the playoffs. Um, and I, I don't think, even though I have a lot of faith in the Chargers, I don't think that they take enough of a step up. And I also think the Bengals will be good. But again, I don't think that delta is enough uh, to make up for it. So yeah, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going into our NFC predictions for the Super Bowl team. Robbie, who you got? 
Picking an NFC team is just yeah. just sucks because I don't like yeah. any of them. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just I just don't like any of the NFC teams. Uh huh. You got to pick one though, Rob. Unfortunately, I do. I do. Go with the Giants. That'd be crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna contradict an earlier statement I said. Uh oh. He's he's not he's gonna win the, the Super he's Bowl. He's picking the Eagles. No, no. He's not good enough to win you a Super Bowl. No way the Vikings. No just shot. There's gotta be someone different. There's gotta be Kirk. someone different. Kirk. And I think it's I think I think the Minnesota Vikings find a way to sledge their way through the yes. NFC. I think it's gonna be an ugly playoffs. And I just I just gonna be so bad. bad. So I just bad. someone that you don't expect to be there is gonna end up there to be a you know sacrifice to whatever AFC team makes it through that gauntlet. Mm. I think it's gonna be the Minnesota Vikings. I I applaud you for your courage. Um I, and, and I appreciate you. Like I, th- I think if I'm thinking super logically, it's probably the Niners. But mm. I, sh- I want to go the Vikings. I want to go the Vikings. Ryan, coming to you for the NFC pick. I I will be thinking logically, and I will be going with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I, I I just think they are potentially the second most complete team. Um, they gotta stay healthy. They they yep. hit that. That's a yep. really big if for them. Um. But I, I, I think they will have the ability to beat up on two teams in their in their own like little pod mm-hmm. and like hold off the Seahawks. Honestly, I think the Seahawks will surprise a lot of people. I think they might steal a game in the wild card. Mm-hmm. I, I I envision the Seahawks making the playoffs like in this in this division. Um, yeah. So we'll see. But Niners. Niners Bills. Uh, unfortunately, I will not have a new take for you either on, on this round. I am also going to go with the 49ers. Um, I think that that defense, I think a lot of people are sleeping on that defense still, even after them being ranked second last year, probably uh, other than the quarterback position, the most talent offensively in the NFL. I think Kyle Shanahan's good enough to get you there. And I think this is the year that the Niners stop playing spoiler, uh, and just go all the way as opposed to, to dashing the hopes of, of another NFC team. I think they go all the way. I just had something come back to me. I do. I want to throw this out here because Ryan is very down on the Cardinals right now. Mm. But if I'm not mistaken, Ryan picked the Cardinals to go to the Super Bowl last year. Sounds about right. I'm like, if I'm remembering, I, I, I'll go back and check it out. But I am actually pretty positive that Ryan <laughs> deja the Arizona Cardinals to go to the Super Bowl last year, which I love. It's yeah. going to be me this year when the fucking Vikings don't win the division. So. <laughs> Could, I, you never know. The Detroit Lions are, are right there. Um, I, I almost thought about picking the Lions. That would have been crazy. So in terms of, of the NFL outlook, that is it from us. But we I, assume, are going I assume to... we're all picking whatever AFC team we pick to go to the Super Bowl. Correct. Yeah. What do you mean? Who, who oh, do you yeah. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Actually, no, Niners are going to beat the Bills. Oh. oh so we got Niners. Good... I, I, got, I got the Chiefs. Yeah, I have to take the Chiefs. They just have so much experience. And like for me, it's always like if I think the talent delta between the two teams is not very big, I always go with the team that has the most experience. And the and, Chiefs have been there time and time again. And like there's just so many times you've seen like Patrick Mahomes just goes and wins a game. Like he just yeah. goes out and does it. It doesn't really matter what's going seconds. on or who's, or who's on the field. It doesn't like he's just going to go win the game. And that's might, very, it's very Tom Brady esque because there were times where Tom Brady did that too. It was like, oh, yeah, like Brady's just going to go win it. Like it, it doesn't really matter yeah. what you do. He's just going to go win the game. I know we're talking about like the NFL playoffs and all that kind of stuff, but just as a hypothetical, like you obviously just compared Mahomes to Brady. If Mahomes stays on this trajectory and plays for twenty years, yes, the answer is yes. Goat. 
Yes. Does he does he have to play for 20 years if he keeps winning Super Bowls at the rate that he is? Yeah, I know. He's already winning them quickly. Right. And making them very quickly too. But yeah, I yeah. I, I think if this trajectory continues, I, I think I don't think it's a question, to be completely honest. Because which he's, is nuts. he's infinitely more like physically talented than Brady is. Mm-hmm. Right. Brady was a great quarterback. When you watch Mahomes play, it's just a completely different style. That is. I mean, I would also argue that that the success of the Patriots could be attributed to Tom Brady as much to Bill Belichick. Whereas, well, I think Andy Dalton's a very good coach. I don't Reed, think Reed. Reed. Oh, good Lord. Well, Andy Reid is a very good coach. He's not Bill Belichick. I think that's a hot take. I think I think Andy Reid is like probably the best offensive mind in football. You can throw in Shanahan. You can throw in um, Sean Payton. But like continued success, Andy Reid has been has really been that dude. But Andy I think it's a little bit disingenuous. Yeah. I mean, well, someone I mean, about check, you know, Andy Reid never won a Super Bowl until he had Patrick Mahomes. He made one yeah. with Donovan McNabb. Right. But he didn't win one. Lost yeah. to Brady, right? He did. He yeah. Did. He also well, I, yeah. It was the NFC I mean, Championship game. I don't necessarily... Pain, pain from that. my childhood. <laughs> um. Anyways. Yeah, I, and I didn't mean that necessarily to be disingenuous, but it's more so like Bill Belichick is arguably the greatest coach of all time. So, I, you know, I heard Andy Reid in that discussion. You know, but I think Andy Reid is moving his way up to be the second greatest coach of like this time period in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. It's the whole I'm thing. Saying. It's like Brady does. Brady's obviously a Hall of Famer without Belichick, but is he the goat without Belichick? No. Belichick is he the goat coach of all time yeah. without Brady? No. But I still, I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes could do this with a lot of coaches. I, I think Andy Reid's a great coach, but yes. I just think Mahomes is that good. It's just pure talent. And and Brady, like as much talent as Brady had, he was a great game, game manager, and obviously he was a great quarterback. But like t- Patrick Mahomes is pro- arguably the most talented quarterback of all time. Do you, He's what do Aaron Rodgers wants to be. Aaron Rodgers goes Max. to sleep at night and dreams about the way Patrick Mahomes plays. Do you sure. guys think that Patrick Mahomes wasn't taken high in the NFL draft because he played in the Big 12 at Texas Tech? Because he played at Texas Tech. Because yeah. and because they ran the air raid and he had all these great stats, but like, oh, it's the system, right? He's just running this air raid <laughs> yeah. offense where he can just sling the ball forty times a game. And it, and it, doesn't it was matter. big. It was Big Twelve defense, right? They just didn't mm-hmm. give a fuck. So they're it's, like, oh, when he when he plays a real defense, he's fucked. It's like, no, no, he's actually just like that good. It's it's my favorite thing now for like GMs to get fired to do is to come back now and say, you know, if I had had my way in that draft, I would have picked Mahomes. And then some team sees that and like. We need to hire this guy. This guy's a fucking genius. Like, you know, you never thought about drafting Patrick Mahomes. You can just say that now, but it doesn't really matter. But it's just my, like, you'll see him do it all the time. It's hysterical. Patrick Mahomes uh, did this interview. It, it was one of those barbershop interviews. I know LeBron's done one, and, and I can't remember, but I remember Mahomes doing one. And he talked about how, and I say he's the most talented quarterback of all time, purely fr- from this statement, as well as obviously what he's shown. Mahomes did not know how to read defenses until I think he said his third year in the league. He was out there playing backyard pickup football because he he said he, he still plays backyard backup <laughs> pickup football, but now he knows that's what, what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. That, that so, sidearm throw, like they're getting you know just destroyed uh, in that Super Bowl, and he somehow gets that throw off as he's literally parallel to the turf. Yeah, it doesn't get caught up. So it was just like, who else can do that? All right, have we had have we had enough Mahomes meat riding for the night? Are we good? We need <laughs> Real get... quick, you know who the one quarterback that was picked over him? Um, Mr. Trubisky. That is correct. In that legendary Bears Niners trade, where yep. the Niners robbed them fucking blind, and everyone knew it. Every single person on planet Earth knew it, besides the Bears organization. It's funny. 
I mean, if you um, got if you got touchdowns for love and titties, Mitch Trubisky would be the best quarterback of all time. But yeah, heavens. <laughs> just to, just to remind our listeners for the Mitch Trubisky trade, the Niners and Bears swap spots. Niners went to three. Bears went to two. The Niners also got the sixty seventh pick, the hundred eleventh pick, as well as a third round selection the next year. Just to take, I love titties, Trubisky. It's crazy. Very well. Yeah. All right. We are going to move on from the NFL. Well, I mean, we're staying within football, but we're going to talk a little bit about fantasy football because we Ooh. all have a draft this Saturday, gentlemen. Uh, for fantasy. Oh, Two yeah. Drafts. <laughs> Two, drafts. Two drafts. Yeah, you're very, very true. Um, and obviously, that, that's just a very fun aspect of all this. Uh, it's something that we really enjoy doing. Uh, and we like talking about it, too. So we are going to bring you kind of some of our thoughts on that. Um, so, yeah. How, how do we want to do this? Ryan, Ryan sent us a text earlier. Uh, in terms of four things that he wanted to hear from us in terms of uh, who we thought the best player was going to be, the best value. Ryan, do you want to start off um, with with your list of of that? Do you want me just to go all through who I like or just like go one at a time? We'll go one at a time. And do we want want to do this where they each have to pick someone different? Yes. Okay. So we're going to start with the overall best performer. Mm-hmm. No, you can pick that at any position you want. If you could be QB, receiver, running back, right? It's like, okay, I think this this is going to be the best quarterback in fantasy. You know, standard rules, PPR, you know, all the normal. We're just picking one rules. or for every position. Up to you. I was just going to say one. So yeah, let's really just do one, one guy that like stands out. Sure. Um, so. Um, so for me, and this guy is like. Not you know you're not really deep div- digging deep into the bucket on this mm-hmm. one. Um, is a guy who's going like number one overall in a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of drafts, but I think it's that's why I asked if we all can't take the same person because I think if we all had our choice, I think Justin Indeed. Jefferson is the no brainer best performer in fantasy. Right. Yeah. But Connor and I will take different people, and since you came up with the idea, you get the you get the first selection there. So Ooh. I think that's I think it's a good call. Um, he's gonna be playing in the Super Bowl this year too, which is crazy. So that's gonna be first. Um, but Connor, you, you go ahead and go next. I get to go next. Um, there are obviously a few selections I can make here uh, in terms of like what the ADP is right now, um, and I think that I am going to lean. So you said, does it have to be a different position, or can it be? It can be the same position. It's going to be the same position. I am between a few right now. Hold on, let me Sorry. I think that uh, a lot of people would also lean towards uh, CMC. Obviously, CMC is going on the second pick right now. I think there's so much talent on the Niners offense that it's going to be going to be kind of hard to share the ball. I mean, in my mind, the safest other best performer to go with is Travis Kelsey. I mean, I, I don't think there's a, there's any really doubt there that, that Travis Kelsey is going to end up being the number one tight end at the end of the year, especially with, with Patrick Mahomes. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of question marks uh, with receivers um, other than maybe a, a few other guys uh, other than Jefferson. And I think there's a lot of questions around a lot of different running backs right now. So I'm going to go with the safe bet there. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Travis Kelsey is absolutely going to be the number one tight end at the end of this year. So I'll, I'll keep it going with doing different positions. Um, and I'm going to talk about the, the best running back. And obviously the running back market is interesting now. They're not as valued by their teams. You're not going to see the days of Adrian Peterson getting all the carries in the world and putting up insane fantasy stats. It's just not, not what's going to happen anymore. Um, I agree that I think CMC is going to have a few too many touches taken away. Um, I'm going to go probably a little bit further down the draft board than these guys did, but I've talked about this team a lot already, really high on his team. I think he's going to have a great year. 
Um, I think Saquon Barkley is going to be your mm. best running back this year in fantasy. Um, Number one overall? The, in, as, a, as a running back, yes. Wow. Very um, and you can get him late in your first round, so keep that in mind. This is very true. Great value. Mm-hmm. Great value to be had. Uh, so for the next segment, uh, we've, we picked our number one overall. Um, let's go with who we think is going to be the biggest bust, because I think mm-hmm. that one's always always the most exciting and one of the m- biggest things talked about um, going into like the next year when you're picking guys. Um, my, I'm going to go start. I'm actually going to start with the quarterback position for myself. Um, this guy is in PPR is being projected as a top five quarterback, and I just don't see it. Person, I I know he gets running stats, and that's probably going to be the only thing that keeps him in the top ten. I think Justin Fields is being picked way too high, mm-hmm. and I and I see him finishing like on fringe top ten quarter uh, territory. Yeah, I wonder. I, I think it's the case a lot of times, and I'm not saying that that this is really um, comparable, but obviously Lamar's MVP season had a lot to do with his running ability. Um, and I think, but the problem is that Lamar's only ever really had that one season in terms of like being the absolute best, absolute yeah. elite. And so I feel like there are certain these certain seasons. And Justin Fields, like statistically, had one of the last season had one of the best rushing quarterback seasons ever. Right. Um, but like there, those are pretty few and far like far and few in between. So it's like I I, I agree. I, I don't think he's going to repeat that. Um, and so uh, where is he going? Do you know ADP? So he's, he's, he's going fifth as a quarterback. Yeah, right. that's too high. Right, and and as stat, and you were talking about some of the stats. I had a great rushing, right? He was averaging seven yards a carry, which is great. Had a ton of touchdowns. He had eight mm-hmm. touchdowns. But he was sacked 55 times and fumbled the ball 16 times. Yikes. And, and yeah. throwing like 11 really- picks. Like, he's not good with the ball. He's not good for the – the Bears will lose games because of his inability to hold on to the ball. And that's not to mention he ran for 1,200 yards last year. That's just asking to get hurt. Mm. And also, I think running quarterbacks in the NFL are the easiest thing to start scheming against. Once you see him do it for a yep. year and you have some time to go through film, like you see that drop. Like we talked about Lamar Jackson. Cam Newton had similar things where once they kind of figure out how they wanted to run Cam Newton, Cam Newton's kind of impossible to stop on the goal line just he's so fucking big. But in terms of like <laughs> getting out in the open and like you know, having those big runs, like those did get schemed away from him pretty quickly. But yeah, I, I think that's a good take, and I agree. I think he's just been taken way too high. Yeah. Also, Robbie. the number one running back in Chicago right now is either Deontay Foreman or Khalil Her- Herbert. So he does I'll not have some, like put some respect on Deontay Foreman. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't think I will. <laughs> All right, Connor. Who, who do you have, Connor? He is somebody that I previously said in the um, past was going to be a bust. And I, I wasn't necessarily wrong, but I also wasn't necessarily right um, in this season. It wasn't last season. I said it was the season before. And, and I was right partially because he was injured. Um, I just don't see him being as good this year. I, and I've never really seen it in him. I, I think A.J. Brown is going to be the biggest bust of this year uh and i i agree i think that the eagles will take a little bit of a step back and i'm not necessarily saying that Jalen will but i think that devonta smith takes a step up uh and so i think that he will be targeted a lot more that they have like three running backs that are going to be in a, in a running back by committee and i'll and i'll just hold my hands up and say the philadelphia eagles statistically have the best offensive line in in the entire league. Yeah. Um, so obviously that gives Jalen Hurts plenty of time to throw the ball, which he doesn't even need because he's so good with his legs. But I do, th- I don't know what it is. It's, it's kind of a gut feeling more than anything. I've never really seen it with AJ Brown. Um, and I just don't think that he'll perform as well this year. So I'll keep on our same kind of trajectory here. We're each going like a different position. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm a good guy. We have actually talked about him in the past in terms of having a regression. He's starting to get older, the running back position. He's being taken pretty high in draft still. Um, I think his team's going to be really good this year, but we've talked about his quarterback's going to take a step up. I think they're going to throw the ball a lot. I don't mm. think he's going to see the touches. That's Austin Eckler. Mm. I just think he's really due for a decent touchdown regression, especially if we think that Justin Herbert's going to take a step up. And I think that that's good. this is going to be the year where you see him maybe not end up in that top five running back range where he has been. I will say that the one thing Justin Herbert does is he feeds Eckler like receptions, True. which is kind of crazy. And, and they'll but, scheme things for him. but Yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, he's getting older, and I, I guess a lot of those Chargers receivers are, or excuse me, yep. Chargers players are. Um, but I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad pick. I don't. I don't think there were any bad, uh, bad busts. I can't picks believe there. I can't believe that he was undrafted. Yeah, mm. that's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's go into our best value pick. Mm. Oh, I'm ready for this. I got a whole write up for this one. Oh, I, I got a write up for this one. So I mean I'm I'm more than more than happy to get it started. Um, I think this is actually going to be a hot take between the two here. Um, I think he's going. He's on a young team. He's young himself. I'm going with a running back. Mm-hmm. I think the offensive line he had last year really struggled. Um, I think the the team did a good job drafting, and I think the offensive line will be much better this year. Um, played 17 games both seasons he's been in the league he's coming into his third year after a little bit of a sophomore slump if he gets his yards per carry up is a little bit more efficient I, th- he's, I think he'll be really good currently he's being taken as the 12th running back in the draft mm. and that's Najee Harris uh, I, think, okay. I think he had a really good first year I think people drafted him really high like I think yeah. like top like three four, yeah, for yeah, running yeah. back um, yeah that man probably <laughs> Steelers were beat up, young quarterback, young receivers. You know, they, they hadn't really found their identity yet. I think the mm-hmm. entire offense takes a big step forward this year. And I think Najee has the potential to finish as a top five running back. All the advanced analytics people are going to be so mad at you. Because yeah, it's funny. like, if you look at all those stupid stats, it's like, you know, you know breakaways or what, like whatever stat that someone made up to like justify their decision on doing whatever in fantasy, like, his stats right. aren't great, but I agree with you. I mean, we know that Najee Harris is a good running back. You can see it when he yeah. plays. You saw it at Alabama. You saw it as, as a rookie year in the NFL. Like he can, he can ball. He can play ball. So oh, I, yeah, I like yeah. that. He, 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 knows he ball. played every single game. He had three hundred attempts in this, each of his first two seasons. The Steelers are going to utilize the man. It's can the offensive line help? Can the you know pick it, huck the ball to get yeah. actually get the front seven to open up a little bit? Yeah. Robbie, can I go before you so you don't steal who my players since I uh, yes. write up for him? Uh, unfortunately, it is the same position. Um, and it's not someone that's going as low, but I think it is absolutely heinous that Nick Chubb is going in the second round. Yeah. I think that that is heinous. And here's, here's some of my reasonings why. Apart from the 2019 season, Nick Chubb has been on the field around 55% of the snaps. Despite that figure, he ran the ball more than 300 times last year only being on the field around 55% of the snaps. He's currently the only running back that is listed on the Browns' depth chart. That doesn't mean he's going to take 100% of snaps, but I think he'll probably be around 70%, which is not a, a, a figure that he has averaged his entire career. He'll be getting fed the rock. The Browns don't have that great of a receiving core, and I think that Deshaun Watson will have a better grip on the offense, which means feed the ball to Nick Chubb. Uh, the only concern that I have with him, especially because we're doing PPR leagues, obviously is kind of his patch casting ability. But let me read you the list of quarterbacks that Nick Chubb has had to earn, endure in his in his time in Cleveland. Tyrod Taylor, 
Beast. Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett are the three quarterbacks Dogs. Dogs. <laughs> that Nick Chubb has endured. So I, I think Deshaun is miles ahead of these guys, even at knocking the even with knocking the rust off. So I don't even know if you can say that Nick Chubb has a lack of a pass catching ability because he's never had the opportunity to showcase that he has any pass catching ability with those quarterbacks that he has. Um, and, and furthermore, statistically, the Cleveland Browns have the second best offensive line in the league, only behind the Eagles. Nick Chubb will be the steal of your fantasy draft. He, he should not be going in the second round. It, it just should not be happening. So I, I think that's a great take. And I think, I think the PPR thing is what gets him. I think that's why you're seeing. I think in standard, I think he probably is going in the first round, but yeah. we do generally do PPR because standard's fucking boring. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Nick Chubb has all of the talent in the world, and that I think that offense does put it together this year. Mm-hmm. If if Chubb has had four receiving touchdowns, count him for his entire career. If he that's somehow his. gets in, <laughs> if he somehow gets involved in the passing game. It's I mean, a hundred percent. I think that's a great take. I mean, yeah. a little bit of this, but like, right, you know, let me, let me, I, I love the write-up though. The write-up is great. Man, imagine if I had picked Chubb. I would have oh, been so He would have been like, no, try again. You said, you said, me, run, you said running back and Connor said, huh? <laughs> let me remind you of the quarterbacks that Nick Chubb has played with. Tyrod Taylor, Baker Mayfield, and Jacoby Brissett. One more time uh, for me. I, I forgot. Deshaun Watson played well, Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, but, um, absolute Mount Rushmore. Of dudes that can hop the rock. Um, See, y'all went like, you know, second round steals. Uh, He's going like 16. (laughs) Get deep in the bag, King. We're going going ninth round, fellas. Oh. And this is is a little bit, a little bit of a homer pick. However, we're talking about value here. And rookie quarterbacks tend to find one guy that they like to throw Mm. the ball to. And Bryce Young happens to be pretty good at throwing the football. (laughs) Um, he's also being drafted below his other teammate that was brought in this year for the Carolina Panthers, who has always served as a number two receiver for his entire career and has only gotten older. That player is DJ Chark and DJ Chark has shown flashes of being a solid wide receiver. I think he's had some injuries and I think he's had some poor quarterback play in the past and poor coaching. Poor coaching. The the Jags and the lions is not exactly great (laughs) coaching, right? Yeah. I think Frank Reich is going to get a lot out of, uh, Bryce Young, and I think that DJ Chark is going to be the unquestioned number one wide receiver in Carolina, and I think they're going to throw the ball a bit. I think Bryce Young is mm-hmm. going to get to sling it, and I think his guy that he's looking for is going to be DJ Chark. Mm-hmm. I'm bricked up. I, I I also expect Bryce Young to be very good this year. Um, I think he showcased that in college. I, I, obviously, people were worried about like his size being at 5'10". Um, he didn't have some, uh, obviously, the the measure, measurements and stuff. But I, I think that his film tape proved more than enough of, of him being capable to be an NFL quarterback. Uh, yeah, and if you think that's going to be one of his guys, and I, I, I have faith in you, Robbie. I have faith in I you would take. I just – the weird thing to me is that Adam Thielen is being picked above DJ Chark in most mm-hmm. fantasy drafts right now. In most rankings, right. you actually see Thielen above him, which to me just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Thielen is great in the red zone. Like he's not going to go out and catch all like you know six or seven balls a game. That's just not yeah. what he does. I, so I I think where you have a lot of the the Thielen's way more of a safe pick. Thielen like sure like, so, higher Thielen, floor, higher yes. floor. Yes, Thielen will play games. Like if you look at Thielen's like ten year career or whatever, he's played like at a minimum fifteen games. Like the dude's always on the field. Shark has had a lot of injuries. Yes, right. If, yep. if Shark can somehow play 16, 17 games. I'm, I'm all aboard that train. 100%. Yeah, I, I just love the value where he's being picked. It is low. 
Yeah. Um, and the Panthers don't have a horribly hard schedule this year either, seeing as they didn't finish super. I guess they finished second in the division. Because they are in the NFC South. South. Correct. But I just don't. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be you know horribly hard for them to do that. So yeah. That's that's my that's my uh, value, and I think there's some yeah. good value to be had where they're picking GJ Shark. What good takes by all of us? God, we're just so smart. We're just so good at this. And they're Woo! all going to be wrong. Ryan, uh, we, I think you have one more that you want to go through. I, I said that I wanted to do. Who do you think is going to be the best player on a new team? Mm-hmm. And this one, I was really struggling with. It's hard. If you go down like fantasy rankings, all of the guys in like the top 50 are all on the same team, which is yeah. really, really funny. Right. Um, I, I have one ready if you want to go a little bit longer. Right? Yeah, you can, you can take yours. Let's go. I'll go second. Um, he's, he's a running back who I think a lot of people were really high on last year. He came off a really good year the year before. He's great out of the backfield, catching the ball. He can do a lot of different things on the offense. Connor mentioned before he's going to be in a little bit of a running back by committee, but I think mm. he's far and away the most talented running back in this committee. Um, he's on the defending NFC champions as well. A really good offense. I think DeAndre Swift is in for a very oh. good year on a new team. And I think there's so much talent there. I think him and Jalen Hurts together is a nasty duo. Yeah. I I, I don't have any, any disagreements with that. Like, as you said, obviously I mentioned that running back by committee, but I, I completely agree that I think Swift is easily the most talented guy among those, those three guys that are listed. Um, obviously the injuries were a little bit of a concern, but he performed really well in his, his initial season with the lions. And even before and, he got hurt last year, he looked great. Like, mm-hmm. but like yeah. the the injury came up, like he was playing really good football. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a very good take, especially if we think that the Eagles are due for a little bit of a regression, maybe that means they'll pound the rock a little bit more. Um, so that, that could be interesting. I guess I will take second here. There's one guy that I think Ryan may pick. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave that one and I'm going to go to a guy that I have said forever that I've never liked taking this guy in fantasy. This is the first year in my in my entire fantasy football career that I would be okay with taking this man. Oh. Tight end position. We're going to go to the NFC East, and we're going to go to Darren Waller. He was, he was another one I had, too. Yep. I, I just – we all think that Daniel Jones is going to be better this year, uh, and obviously they're going to – run the ball with Saquon. I mean, there, there's no if, ands, or buts about that. I, I just think that similar to last year, the Giants ha- are severely lacking in pass catchers, and I think Darren Waller will provide Daniel Jones a very strong, big, athletic target to go to go get the ball in the end zone. Um, and I think Darren Waller has a really good year this year, and I think Daniel Jones, I, I think like he's his number one target, which is, I think yeah. it becomes like not, not as good, but I think it becomes similar to a um, Kelsey Mahomes relationship, like if, like I'm not. I think he feeds him that much. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's another another injury concern for sure because he's been beat up for the last couple of years. Of but when he was healthy with the Raiders, he was that guy. Like he was getting yeah. targets on targets on targets. Mm-hmm. Um, I I agree with that take. Like I said, he was another guy I kind of had on my list um, in terms of new on a new team. So I, I like that take. There's there's one that I was thinking of that Ryan might take. Um, I don't know if you can technically qualify it as new if that gives any hint. Uh, but I'm interested to see who Ryan takes here. Um, I am actually going to take a member of one of our favorite teams. Mm. Oh, I know. <sighs> I think the Carolina Panthers got him at great value, even in the current running back market. I think he's going to be the, he's obviously the unquestioned dude in that backfield. Yep. I think he's going to take a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm off of Bryce Young, and I think he's going to be really what that offense goes through until Bryce gets comfortable back there, and I think that's Miles Sanders. 
I think he played on a very talented Eagles team where there was a lot of mouths to feed, and there was some actually decent running backs with uh, Byron Scott, and I always forget the ne- the Kenneth uh, Gainwell. last guy, Kenneth Gen- Gain- Kenneth Gainwell. Yes, um, Boston Scott too. Boston Scott, excuse me. <laughs> Miles Sanders is hitting hitting his running back prime. They locked him up for four years. He's got that check. I, I think he's going to do really, really well um, mm. be his first year down in, in Carolina. I'm, I'm very curious who the Panthers bring in a running back for, like, protection packages because, like, Miles Sanders ain't getting it done. Chuba Hubbard sure as hell ain't getting come it done. Come on, bro. Come on. Like, Chuba's like, returning kicks is, is what's like, happening. Yeah. Who the fuck is protecting Bryce Young in a protection package? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, that's a, definitely a concern. Um, um, but – I agree. The, I think I think he's gonna have a really good yeah. year, man. I like that we're high on the Panthers, guys. It makes me feel it makes me feel good. To talk about my team. Um, the one that I was referencing earlier, kind of an honorable mention, but I had I had his name slash Waller, uh, Calvin Ridley. I think yeah, I did. Jaguars I did think super, about him too. It's, it's, it's a new team because he didn't suit up for them last year, so I think that's yeah. considered a new team. But I, I think that probably we, we all have reservations just in the sense of like Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram are also both there and they're going to take targets too. Whereas like, I think Ridley will be great, but I mean, there's just a lot of talent uh, on that team. Yep. I agree. I don't, I don't think I disagree with any of our takes there, gentlemen. I think that was a pretty, pretty I mean, smooth. Again, that segment. means that they're all going to be fucking wrong. Oh yeah. hundred percent. You you have to go back, Robbie, at a certain point and, you know, yeah. resurface all these takes whenever they're I, I, I I'm going to go find the podcast where, uh, Ryan says the Cardinals were in the Super Bowl last year, and I'll send it to you. And you can stitch that together with him now saying less than a year later no. they're going 0 and 17. Please don't. Whenever the Falcons end up with two wins, you all, I'll, I'll, so you mm-hmm. got to find that clip and answer for that sure. For sure. Win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so who wants to sign us out, gentlemen? I believe that's it for uh, us. I can do us. Uh, thank you very much for listening to our special episode here. Um, we will be back on the news cycle here in about two weeks. I'll be back to our normal podcast format. We hope you guys enjoy this new format. If there's something you'd like to see us do more often, a little bit deeper dive into things like this, uh, please let us know. We may be able to do like a college football one at some point Mm -hmm. before the season starts up. You know, we got options. Obviously, football is our sport, so don't ask us to do an NHL deep dive because that's just going to end badly for everyone. Um, But for myself and Ryan and Connor, thank you for listening, and please gamble responsibly. Bye.